What's going on, military cash flow family? What's going on with you today, Mike? Nothing much, man. As you guys can see, the hotel room. Well, I just gave it away. <laughs> I said the background <laughs> is a little bit different. It's because I'm in a hotel room right now. Um, just traveling. I'm out here in uh, Fayetteville, actually. Uh, you know, Fayetteville, North Carolina, old stomping grounds. I had to do a presentation on subject twos yesterday, so I'm still here. But uh, nothing much, man. What's what's going on with you? Um, just uh, living a kid-free week right now, you know. So uh, me and the wife have been really um, hanging out this entire week together. It's been it's been pretty pretty awesome. I forgot what it was like to like just not have the, not have the kids. You know what I mean? So right now the kids are with uh, with my brother and sister in law right now. They're hanging out in in uh, Columbus, so they're having a good time. But uh, me and the wife are back here. I have had leave this week, knocking out a few things and a lot of uh, little to do things, and then just you know having a, a seven, seven dates in a row with the wife, you know what I mean? So gotta love it. Yeah. Dude, how how old are the kids now? Uh, five and seven. So, so yeah, you yeah. still got a ways before they're out the house. Oh yeah. We got, yeah. we got, a, <laughs> yeah, we got a long ways. <laughs> oh man. So that, and that's, that's the crazy thing. Cause at that age, like five and seven, they were always making noise or always, there's always something, right? So it's yep. just really, really quiet at the house and it's, you know, me and the wife can sleep in cause the kids are going to wake you up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, can sleep in and just kind of hang out and stay up really late, you know, knowing that we don't got to wake up or anything like that. So it's, it's, it's been really cool, you know, been doing a lot of beach trips and things like that. So it's fun times, fun times. You need that every now and again. If you're listening to this, Absolutely. you know, hey, go buy your wife some flowers. If you're listening to this, go go buy your your significant other some flowers and write them a little note and, you know, just, just tell them how much they mean to you. You know, that's you know, that's coming from me. And uh, that'll go a long way. A lot of times uh, the significant others aren't appreciated or sometimes you can forget uh, how much they mean to you, you know, so make sure you go do that, man. Um, More love advice from love, doctor. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, it's a good point, man. It's super serious and uh, it's super serious to make sure that, you know, whoever those relationships are nourished, man, because this is a team sport. Life is a team sport period, you know? So, you know, make sure uh, you're getting out there and showing appreciation where you can, for sure. Big time, uh, which big time. actually brings up a good point about our, our guests because our guests uh, have been crushing it and they got two little ones too. I think one is 14 months and the other one is like three months or like yeah. three weeks or something like brand that. Brand new, brand new. A couple brand weeks new. Yeah. So what, uh, Clint and Liz, Mua, did I say it right? Clinton and Liz Mua, Mua yeah. Yeah, tell them a little bit about uh, this, this amazing couple. So these guys are, um, so Clinton is an E3, it's a private first class, um, wife it just delivered their, their newborn maybe three weeks ago or so. And these guys have been on a journey for the last year um, in the process of, of getting themselves prepared and ready to buy their first investment property, right? Um, and you guys know we preach multifamily with the VA loan. You know, these guys enrolled into the course. They, they, they got, got the course. They're involved in the Facebook group. Uh, they took the entire military cash flow uh, uh, course and then, you know, started taking action and applying the principles um, taught. And now they, they got their first duplex. So, but it's been, it was a journey. They went through, uh, now understand this is a COVID seller's market and they've been doing this. They've been on this journey since April of 2020. We first started talking April, 2020. So it's been over a year where they've been in the trenches, really getting after it. Uh, this is a COVID seller's market. 
This is they they went through over 50 offers, wrote over 50 offers, went through multiple lenders, multiple realtors, and and they also didn't have the best credit when they first started off. So they they walk you through the entire journey of what they went through, how and how they continue to persevere. Right, I, I think their story is just an ultimate story of triumph, um, and, and you you got to definitely pay attention to this one, especially if this is something that you are trying to do. I think they they kind of beat all the odds just with perseverance and with focus, and uh, you know they're crushing it now. They're, now they are a success story, and we're so happy to share their story with you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, perseverance cannot be stated enough. Um, as, as Dan mentioned, all of those factors were going on while transitioning to a new uh, profession in the military, traveling across the country, right, from Maine, I think it was, I hope it was, Maine or Maryland, all the Maryland. way down to Texas, right, and, and having a newborn, right? So there is a lot of different factors that play into uh, that perseverance at a whole nother level, guys, because this this is a long game of patience when you look at real estate success, right? It's the people who are most consistent for the longest who actually have success. So this is a great story, guys. And without further ado, we're going to jump right to it. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glaspy. And this is the Military Cashflow Podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, military cash flow family? Today, we got Liz and Clinton Mua. And uh, they're very special guests. They both, um, we've been talking for about a year now, and uh, we just went through the whole entire process together. They were uh, military cash flow course students, and uh, they just been crushing it. And they, they got their first uh, duplex closed, and, and uh, we're really, really excited for them. So welcome to the show. We really appreciate, appreciate you coming on. Please let us know a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's go ladies first, and then we'll well, we'll go the better half first. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us on the show. We definitely are humbled to be on the show. Um, I, my name is Elizabeth Liz, uh, and I was born and raised here in Maryland. My parents are originally from El Salvador. Um, and really, my introduction with uh, a little bit of real estate was back when my father, we got our single family home and he was living in the con. We were living in a condo. And he didn't sell that. He actually ended up renting it out um, to this day. So that's really where like, kind of like I got a little bit of my, my intro to, to real estate. And um, yeah, so then we moved to um, Fort Hood because he got stationed there. And that's where we're at right now. So we have two babies now, mm-hmm. <laughs> 14 months apart, just gave birth about three weeks ago. So, and here we are right now. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Clinton Moore. Uh, I was born in Africa, Cameroon. Came here in 2001. Crazy time because that's basically a couple months when 9-11 happened. So a lot of things shocked me when I came. But through that, I, I moved. We I basically came to Maryland. And from then on, got raised in Maryland, elementary, middle, high school, and worked a lot. I, I think I worked my butt off just to get things right. And from then, 
I did want to go to college. I did take a couple semesters, but it um it got too expensive for me because I was paying out of pocket. And from then on, decided I took the leap after reading a book called um, The Alchemist. And from then on, I've always wanted to join the army. I did Navy ROTC in high school. And I wanted to join fresh out of high school, but things happen. And one day I decided just to take that leap and I joined and COVID happened and just things just got crazy. But from then on, I, I guess our life just got better for the best, although it was a um, crazy timeline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. You guys, uh, you, you guys, how, well, how'd you guys, How'd you guys meet each other? Like, was it in Fort Hood where you guys met? Or like, what's that story? Because you guys come from, I'm here in Maryland. I'm here in, you know, you, 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 a little bit of your past as well, Liz. So like, where'd that come together at? We're actually high school sweethearts. Oh, oh, <laughs> nice. okay. High school, I was a sophomore, he was a senior. So that's where we, we met and we started dating. Um, so we've been dating since 2010. Yeah. That's where we, that's, and we've been together since then. So that's, that's how nice. we nice nice okay yo man so um so you guys got two got two little ones you guys yeah. are in fort hood now um and and you guys are just out there doing it dude so um got some inter uh, introduction uh to real estate one through one through your dad and then the other through i guess you just found uh, malcolm gladwell's it's malcolm gladwell right i think he writes the, the alchemist. alchemist yeah i think he wrote the alchemist as well as well oh no um Paulo Coelho, Coelho yeah oh, I'm thinking I'm thinking the outliers I'm sorry yeah, yeah you're I'm thinking, thinking outliers, <laughs> thinking outliers. I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I have that book that's I just haven't had one. time to read that too that's our next one <laughs> so I, I gotta ask a question man because I think it's always interesting I hear different stories and I'm just curious what's your opinion so you're uh you came from Cameroon in 2001 you start seeing the landscape of the United States changing because that was just right right after 9-11 then you <laughs> stated that you always wanted to join the military so what about it was coming from another country where you said hey i still want to serve in this country's military um back home my dad was in the military back there in cameroon nice but i don't want to say i was literally following his footstep it was kind of my path i love being athletic and i just felt like the military was it was never about any benefits never about anything i just felt like it was something to keep me focused because i i'm 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 a nerd when it comes to james bond double double like spy stuff you know guys nice, yeah so i just love the military just for the tactics and everything it, it provided so to me i just felt like i wanted to get involved in that just just to say i did it not not the not for anyone but myself a, a, a goal I wanted to accomplish and it was I was getting kind of too old by that time to to join even um when I was in basic I was considered like an old head because most of my peers my battle buddies were 18 and so yeah. on but um I've always wanted to do it so it it was getting to that point where I, I didn't want to regret not accomplishing something it was that was in the back of my head every time and even i walk in stores i see um someone with his uniform and i, I always tell my wife that could be me that could be me you know so I, I always kept reminding her and even through the times i had some family members like don't do it war and all this 
Yeah. You know, and in my mind, we all every like everybody outside of the military, they always thought military war, like you don't see the broad side of the military where you can be a dentist, you could be um a lawyer, just anything. There is there's so many jobs that the military provides. And I didn't see that. I just wanted to join in once the um I was at MAPS and I saw how many jobs was provided. I was like perfect, you know. Yeah. Let me just get into it. So kudos to you for, you know, having that foresight to say, hey, I want to do something and therefore I don't want to have regrets for not doing it. So I'm going to do it. A lot of people listen to their surroundings and they decide not to do something just because a family member or somebody said, but hey, it's your life. So congratulations on that. And uh, it's funny how you say uh, the James Bond was always like your inspiration, because that's kind of how I felt as a kid. I was like, oh, I want to be G.I. Joe, too. So exactly. let's just go. Yeah, so, so Liz, how did you feel, though? Uh, because at this point in time, you guys have been together since 2010. He just said, hey, I'm a little bit older, but I'm going to go join. Are you ready to uproot your life and move to Texas? Like what was going through your mind? Just out of curiosity. So it's funny because it was something that I knew he always wanted to do. And in the back of my head, I just thought it's going to happen. It's when it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So I kind of mentally had already prepared myself. What I didn't know is that it was going to be all the way in Texas, but right. it's still, right. um, it was, I was, I was all for it. At that time, I was actually, when he first um, officially got in, I was three months pregnant. So, and I was doing my, my last, my senior year in undergrad. Um, so it, I felt like it was perfect timing because once I was done with my undergrad and I graduated, I was with my diploma, we had our baby. So it was perfect timing to like actually be able to officially move. Um, but at first when I was, I was actually one of the, probably the people that I was like when he first, cause we, we were fresh dating when he was like, I want to go to the military. I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't go, but um, it was, I, I wasn't a naysayer either, but it was kind of like, I also had that mentality of like, you're not going to be around, you're going to be at war, I don't want to lose you, I love you with you three years, so I don't want to do that, but um, thankfully he he decided and he went for it, and I was fully supportive of, of it once once he decided to, to fully go for it. Love it, love it. That, um, Texas part is, it's crazy because once I started I read um, The Alchemist like three, four times. And every time the um, main character took a, a step because he was afraid, he had other plans. And every time he took a step, it just led him closer to his goal. It's just different steps. So the Texas part is like, I never thought of Texas, but every time when it came before real estate, um, I always heard, I didn't really know much about real estate, but I always heard people saying, Atlanta and Texas is the place to go when it comes to real estate. Everything is affordable, land and property. So I never had Texas in mind, but um, I was a Dallas Cowboys fan at that time. <laughs> so um, honestly, I didn't care where they stationed me at when I was in AIT, but once they said Texas, I was like, whoa, I'm a Cowboys fan in Texas. So I've never been to Texas at that time. And I had friends saying, how are you a Cowboys fan and you've never been to Texas? I was like, right now, right now, since I'm stationed in Texas, hey, perfect. I'm, I'm definitely a Dallas fan now. That's the power of them Cowboys, baby. We're around the nation. <laughs> yeah, so, so 
what was your steps like? Can, can you walk us through the story? So I, I got it. You, you know, you read The Alchemist. I've never read that book. I, I've read The Outliers, but I've never read The uh, The Alchemist. I have too kind of confused. But um, what what about it? Like, kind of led you to real estate, and what um, I, I guess? How did you guys both navigate that together? Navigate through that process together. Um, the Alchemist really isn't more. So um, anything related to it, it kind of connects to entrepreneur as far as it pushing you, but nothing where it, it um, tells you what to do. Cause we've read Richest Man in Babylon, which is good. Um, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, but my, my book was The Alchemist because I was getting to the point where I was bouncing from job to job and I did, really didn't know what to do. And, um, that book is just the main character. He wanted basically success, and but then it, it got to he had some setbacks, and eventually he got what he wanted, which was his wife. And he decided he almost settled just because he had his family. But the book said that wasn't your original goal, so you have to keep on going. And he ended up getting to where he got. But um, when it comes to real estate. I never knew much about real estate. What I knew about real estate, well, what I knew about real estate wealth or success was that in my mind, I thought you just had to be an agent, you know? So I've always brushed being, um, a, I never had, when it, I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset, like in middle school, I'll buy a pack of gum for a dollar and each strip I'm selling it for 50 cents. So I'm definitely making more. And I used, I was a sneakerhead at the time, so I would buy shoes three, four, and flip it, you know. But real estate was never anything I ever considered myself getting into because I thought you just had to be a real estate agent. And my brother was a real estate agent at one point, and I helped him with for an open house one time. But that's all I knew, and I never was interested in doing all those things. But it wasn't until I was in AIT. I started just looking up business ideas and so on. And I saw people kept saying real estate, real estate. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I see them, what, what got me was how they broke down different categories of real estate, like your, your um, flipping and house hacking. So when I saw house hacking, I'm thinking you're, you're, you're hacking something. I'm like, I know about computer hacks and hacking games and so so I looked into I was like what's house hacking and that's when YouTube led me through the loophole and I saw so many YouTube I mean so many people online and including me seeing the military cash flow since I was in the military so it was perfect like again the alchemist the alchemist kind of is like a law of attraction the more you keep seeking out things the more things keep, you know, falling for you. You just got to take the step or as you're climbing up the stairs, you don't really see nothing. But once you put your foot, the steps kind of forms for you. That makes sense. You know that. So that was my idea, although she had her dad who owned a condo. So if you want to break down on that. Yeah, he he had that condo and that was really my introduction, but never in a million years that I think that was going to be us having rental property. Um, and I always, I, I didn't, I didn't think, I just didn't think that was going to be us, but I did know, um, you know, he managed 
property on its own and I knew how that was stressful so that's why probably I was like that might not ever be me um but he definitely kind of paved that way for me to kind of know a little bit of the nitty-gritty things um you know I know that the ta- you know I know that the the income that we get from our second in- our our second side of the duplex is going to be counted as income so it's just little things like that um but I just I didn't ever think we were going to get into it um until he brought up that, I, until he kind of introduced me to house hacking in this multifamily unit, uh, multifamily movement. Um, and I was like, I was all for it. Once once I heard it, I was like, what? Live on one side, the other side? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we Let's go for it, you know? <laughs> That's crazy, especially because if you said your dad had some frustrations, right? And he kind of told you that. So I assume there was kind of a, I guess, a little bit of a negative connotation or a little bit of negativity exactly. towards real estate for you to exactly. just automatically be like, all right, I'm on board. What was it that that like kind of switched your mindset? Because at, at first you were like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't see ourselves doing it. Both of you said it, like, I don't see ourselves doing this at all what was it that like really switched your mindset and said, Hey, maybe it's not so negative. You know, maybe there's a way for me to really mitigate these, these uh, things that my dad or dad is telling me how, how, you know, what did you do there? What was your mindset there? I think it was really when I found out about property managers (laughs) found out that you can hire somebody to like, you know, not have to, you have to deal with certain things. And also, um, you know, the whole idea about cash flowing and not losing money, though my dad wasn't necessarily losing money. Um, you know, he, that he didn't, I don't think that how we learned about cash flow, he learned about that, you know, being more intentional about um, real estate, you can definitely have a different outcome. And once I heard about, I think really what it, it just made sense for us to be living on one side, and another side paying, and it's still our home and our mortgage being paid down. It just, to me, cause I'm a numbers person. So I said two plus two equals four. This just makes sense. It just makes a hundred percent sense. And really here in Maryland, that's one thing that we never really saw duplexes like that. Oh, yeah. And even if we did, I would say, oh, one side's being owned. Like it's like, it's a split home. So one side is owned by somebody. And I never thought that you, you one person could own an entire duplex. So it just, it just clicked. It just clicked. Once he broke it down to me, it just made sense. And we, we just really went full force with it. Um, once he just really broke it down for me. So really, I'm glad that happened. And I'm glad that I didn't necessarily let the negative connotation, um, overrule it. I used that negative, right. To say this, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to have a property manager. I'm gonna tell you that much. We're going to have a property manager. We're not going to deal with all those, um, you know, the, the things that are time consuming, for, at least for now, right? At least for now, our first time, we're definitely going with property managers. <laughs> I love and, and that. I, I love how you guys literally took, and that I think that's one of the things that people miss most often, right? You took the biggest pain point and you essentially found a solution for that. You didn't allow that one single pain point to completely negate the entire option of real estate investing. You found the one pain point, you found a solution. You said, you know what? Now I can do it. And most people for real estate investors, but also in business, people don't think that way. They think that they have to do every single piece of the transaction themselves. And what that does is it causes crazy frustration. It takes away all of the time freedom that you originally wanted. It reduces your cash flow because you can't focus on more income because you got to focus on maintaining. So uh, that was a great job for you two to actually just kind of come together and, and look at it from all different sides and say, you know what? Problem solved. Let's go property manager. 
I love it. <laughs> yeah, big time. All right, let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books. You'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our military cash flow real estate investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. You'll find our one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode. We, we uh, I went through something very similar. I really want to speak to the the part that, you know, your dad had frustrations and then you guys still went ahead forward when you told him that you were going to, hey, we're going to buy our first our first investment and what your plans were. Were there any like um, well, did at any point he's like, hey, you know, you should really, really be careful, maybe rethink or anything like that, because I'm asking that because I went through that. Right. Uh, I had a family member that had you know, bad time with real estate. And they kind of projected that on me. Like, no, you shouldn't do that. You know, look, I lost my money. You know, you shouldn't, I don't want the same thing to happen to you. Did you guys go through that as well? Actually not as with my father. No, he okay. actually, um, always was encouraging us by property. Now, granted, not specifically duplex that was new to him. Um, but he was always encouraged. He was very encouraging. He said he always wanted us to have our own property, you know, go for it. Especially last year when, when Corona hit, the interest rates kind of went down. He was like, it's a perfect time. But he was a little bit, when I, I brought the idea of duplex and this multifamily, he was like, what, what, how, how does that work? Is that going to even work? Um, but he didn't necessarily negate us from, like, he didn't say, don't, don't do it. Kind of like, don't do it. But he was definitely on the make sure you do your research that's one thing like make sure this is not one of those he's things another numbers guy. he's a numbers person yeah. <laughs> um and he was like it, it just because you know when it's unfamiliar you just you just think it's not gonna work right you just skeptical. think it's you're skeptical exactly you're skeptical but thankfully um my parents are also entrepreneurs they own a child care business here in our home and i i definitely from the beginning i kind of was around that so they're all for taking risks, but definitely calculated risks. <laughs> don't um, don't don't do anything that you, you can't do. And so uh, right now, um, they're like, "What's cash flowing on one side, and you're getting rent from one side?" So it's like it now. Now they're all for it. Now that it's actually happened, um, but definitely at first they, he just wanted like we, he wanted us to be safe and not just walk into something that was kind of like a scheme that just came out of nowhere, right? Um, and just jumping on it. So thankfully he wasn't negative in that sense yeah thanks to the course basically uh -huh. since um it wasn't till fourth of july 
I believe, or something like that. It was 4th of July. It was 4th of July. The course that you offered was 99 at that time. Trust me, I didn't have that money, but I was like, Liz, this sounds good. This sounds good, you know? And I purchased the course and it, it had, um, it had the spreadsheet and that was like, that sealed the deal for basically since he wants the numbers, we plugged everything, Mm -hmm. showed it to him. I was like, he said, yeah, this, this looks good. (laughs) It has to look numbers for us. It has to look good with numbers. That's our biggest thing. (laughs) It's funny. uh, That's the first thing Clinton said. He was like, yeah, we're going to be talking numbers. Let me go ahead and bring on my wife. Cause uh, (laughs) 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 she's the numbers one, but I I do. (laughs) I do remember you guys, uh, I remember when you, when you purchased the course and then I remember um, you guys asking questions and going through the calculator is what, uh, I think we ran numbers on like what, three or four duplexes, I think um, at the time and uh, ran through some of those numbers. And that was interesting. There's, you know, we got a lot of people that, that take the course um, and, and a lot of them do well. Most people, I think maybe 10 or 11 people have gotten have gotten their first property after uh, taking the course. Um, but what I liked about you guys, you guys reached out several times like, hey, you know, this is what we're dealing with. And this is what do you guys think about this? And, and really enjoy kind of going through that and walking you through and helping helping uh, helping you go through that. So can you walk us through the process of um your experience. I, I, I think we even hooked you up with a realtor, I believe. I think we might have linked you up with a realtor as well, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, can you walk us through the process of just like how that was for you? Um, you know, you guys took the course. All right. You did everything. That's that's cool. And then you actually start looking for deals at that at that point. What was that like for you? We, you know, walk us through your emotions, like just walk us through that whole journey. So at this point, I'm still in AIT. Um, again, I'm in AIT. Um, I think since due to COVID, we were um, holdovers, I believe. Um, so I'm basically stuck there. I can't go to Texas because, of course, that's when COVID had just came up. Um, this is around April time, by the way. So I started looking into real estate found house hacking. And then once I get, I I purchased the, once I get to Texas, we then purchased the course. By then she wasn't there because new baby and so on. And um, so while I'm in Texas, I'm going through the course, going through the course. And mind you, this AIT, I was in a lot of depth too. So that's the funny thing. I didn't know how I was going to like get through that, but at the same time, it seemed good, you know, it seemed good. So I'm going through the course and as I'm approaching towards the end, um, I was also looking into bigger pockets, just watching how people were saying, and I, I kept seeing Zillow pop up. I didn't know Zillow, but through Zillow, I started looking um, at houses. I was, at first I was looking at houses, you know? I didn't look at, I, I knew house hacking. So from my mind, from when I found out about house hacking, of, I thought purchase a house and then share rooms in there, you know? Then that's when you guys broke down more about duplexes and multifamily. But during that process, I'm looking at houses um, on Zillow and Zillow suggests that you can find an agent through there 
I found like three different agents on Zillow. <laughs> First one, I just felt like they were just trying to sell things to me. Second one, same thing, wasting my time. And um, it's funny because Fort Hood National Bank um, approved me for $150, not for $150, $150,000, you know, and um, so once I, I got the vision of a duplex, most duplex didn't cost that much around here for, because we were going to go through the VA loan. So I couldn't find anything that could be, um, could afford, that I could afford for 150 and Later on, I moved to Veterans United and they approved me for 200K. And um, it, it, was a, it was a crazy timeline. Um, I think you're better at explaining <laughs> that timeline because my mind at that point was just everywhere. I, I wanted to make this work, but she, she kind of saw the vision and could explain that better. So basically when we first started with Zillow agents, um, we were still iffy if we wanted to do multifamily or if we wanted to do single family because what happened is we were starting to let uh, agents say, no, that's not going to work. You know, you need too much reserves. That's, you know, or it, they just kept putting up excuses as to why going into a duplex first would not work. Um, and I could say right now, thank God we didn't listen to them <laughs> and, and we're here now. But really, that's really why I feel like the process probably took a little bit longer. Um, then once we started going full force, then my credit was not where it needed to be at. <laughs> so at first he was not getting approved for that much because I wasn't even being counted because my credit was under 600 at that time. So I, it, it, I had to like, I purchased like credit repair courses to get that up too. Um, and thankfully I was able to get it up, but really that was another setback at that time. Cause I didn't even realize it was going to be that bad and I wasn't I wasn't going to get approved to even like it, it, my credit was so low that I couldn't even get approved to be on the loan at that time um so it was just him but then we had one loan we had one lender that was giving us 200k I think it was at yeah, that time that was Veterans United itself yeah it was Veterans United and they weren't requiring any really reserve like big reserves um up front except for of course because of a duplex you need a reserve um but there was another one that was approving us for a little bit higher, but they were requiring upfront like 15K reserve. Um, and we didn't have that at that time. We just didn't have it at that time. So it was very discouraging. That's why we were like, when we were sitting with agents, agents were like, there was this one specific agent that was like, nope, just go to a single family home. Yeah. Just go to a single family home and don't even do a duplex. It's not going to work out. Um, but from there, from, I want to say really grind time for us was like between August and November where I was pulling on my credit. Um, we were trying to find um, different like agents, agents that would work with us, right? And lenders and just doing our research, really like YouTube watching. We were always watching military cash flow episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> to like just, you know, get insight on how to actually go for it. And then really once I officially, so really from August to um November is when I officially brought my credit up to be able to officially be on a loan and get a higher amount. So with Veterans United, we got, um, once I got a loan, we got to, up to 280, um, oh, 200,000. Um, so that was good. So we, we felt like we had more to work with in the 150 and 200. Um, so once that happened, that's when we started, we had one agent at the time. So 
by November, we had already gone through four agents. <laughs> we had already gone through four agents and, a, and two lenders, three lenders really, because the Fort Hood um, National Bank. And at that time, our agent was great, but I felt that he was, or they were more like leaning towards us also getting a single family home, not duplex. Because when we would get sent stuff, it was single family homes. We're like, no, we want multifamily. Send us only multifamily, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and with him, we, we put a couple of offers in and they didn't work. They didn't work. He actually, they didn't, I felt like they weren't guiding us on how to make the best offers. So once we got introduced to the, the current agent that, that we worked with now, he, at first we were putting in offers to a lot of houses. I mean, I'm sorry, to multifamily um, units and they weren't working out. Like over 20 plus we, offers. I think up till now we probably did like over 50, like maybe offers. Yeah. Um, and as we went, we got better at the offers. And even our agent was guiding us through and saying, uh, you know, the agent that we officially went with was really telling us, this is probably what's going to make it attractive. Um, and this is probably why we're not getting we're not getting approved right or we're not getting even callbacks um so we went from bad offers to now I know we were meeting creative doing high earnest money having option money and showing that we would put down payment even though we know that with the VA loan we had that benefit Colleen Texas at that time was seller's market and there was no way you were going to get your foot in the door if you didn't have high oh and then also closing costs covering closing costs our own closing costs and you know asking overprice you know that was really how we were going to be able to to get our foot in the door and after that so we just kept putting so many so many offers out rejection our, to the point where even our our real estate agent was feeling bad like he was wasting our time and it was like no we're, you feel we like we're wasting we were, your time yeah, exactly we thought we were wasting his time because <laughs> you know to make offers also takes time so it's you know to build it out and put it out so we we were we were feeling bad like oh my gosh this is and that's what we were feeling like is this really gonna work we keep putting in offers and nothing nothing for i, I want to say our we didn't get our first offer accepted until march of 20 of this year Mm-hmm. That was our first offer that got accepted. So we have been putting offers in since I want to say November. Nothing, yeah. you know, nothing. So we got our first offer accepted, and it had a couple of glitches not happen. It would have went through, and we were so thankful that it didn't go through um, because that home. So, and this is again where we started getting desperate. We were just putting offers to anything that came up <laughs> at that point, um, even though we knew we wanted cash flow. Right, this one it wasn't really going to cash flow and it wasn't what we wanted. We were very intentional in what we wanted. We wanted a three, a three bedroom, two, two bathroom uh, on both units. We were very intentional. We wanted that. Um, we wanted a garage. We, we were very, int- we, we knew what we wanted. Right. So the home that got accepted that once that offer got accepted, we were like, we'll go with it, but this is not what we want. <laughs> this is not what we want. And by grace, I really say this is God, you know, having our backs and letting us, what's for you is for you. And then again, also veterans, you know, with VA loans, they are very particular, very meticulous in, in doing research behind a property. They failed to disclose that it was in a flood zone. So even though we put in option money and earnest money and we had inspection done, and because we had an amazing agent, we had we basically were able to back out of that offer with all of our money back 
we no no money lost, no hard feelings, right? Although they did give us the agent, they, the, did the, give us the a other hard time. agent did try to not. At first, we're cooperative, and then they were like, mm-hmm, "No, we don't want to give you your earnest money back." And we're like, "But at least give us our earnest money back, right? Like, keep the two hundred dollar option, right? But give us our earnest money back." But it it worked out perfectly. Like I said, we had an amazing amazing agent that even got us our inspection money back because mm. they failed to to um to disclose that, and they kept claiming that they didn't know, but. I mean, just a side note, it's still on the market until this day. So yeah, it keeps that shows <laughs> that yeah. we touched a bullet. <laughs> so we were we were so thankful for that. And when I say, you know, when God closes the door, he's gonna open another one. The day we walked out of that that offer, that same day we put in an offer to this home that we currently have, and it was accepted within two hours. Oh nice. So we, so that, and what's funny is that at that time, and even now, a home, a multifamily unit goes on the market, it's gone today. Exactly. It's, gone, it's like under contract today already. You know, they don't, they, cause everybody's like ask 30 grand over asking price or, you know, you gotta, it, it's just so many things that people are just, you know, it's not, there it, it's, it's, it's a seller's market, right? So we, once we got officially accepted into Alpha, we're like, we didn't think we were going to get accepted because that that home had been on the market for three days, which was rare. <laughs> it was rare, but I think that was that just giving us time to be able to officially legally walk out of our other um, offer and be able to now make an offer for this one, and it got accepted within two hours. So yeah. from there, it was another um, kind of whirlwind because they, you know, how they usually say, "Don't change lenders within once you're under contract." Well, we changed yeah. lenders twice <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, and again this was in this was in march so um we were able to close by may 12th <laughs> uh, in our home so we changed um lenders twice because it, we just we were getting bad interest rates oh yeah but very bad interest rates and we were like no we that's not what we want so so I, I, I want to pause you right there because you said a lot of things that I'd love to break down. One of the biggest ones was that once you guys, uh, the timeline, period, I want to just focus on the timeline. You guys made this decision all the way back, if I remember, about a year ago, July 4th of last, you know what I'm saying, last year. Mm-hmm. And it took you all the way till November before you're even ready to put in offers, you know, because of credit scores or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Then even then from November all the way to March before you've got your first one accepted. The, what I want people to realize about that story is that real estate is a great platform to build wealth. It's a great way to leave a legacy, but it's not necessarily easy or fast. You have to be committed to making that decision and going forward and working with people and putting in negotiations and having headaches and going bald. This is from real estate, y'all. This is from real estate. Oh, that's why I'm wearing the hat. Cause why exactly. <laughs> you're patching up. you patching up. It's rough, man. Uh, and then, so uh, I just want people to know that it is, it is a long process. And I'm, and again, I commend you guys for sticking through it. And this is just the beginning. You guys got uh, so much more that you guys are going to accomplish now because you know, the patience required for it. And then the other thing I wanted to highlight was that uh, how many people you guys went through four agents, eight lenders, or, you know, whatever it was, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but six lenders, uh, six agents. See, see, and it's so important to find somebody who understands what you're looking for. 
And Absolutely. a lot of times they only understand it if they actually do it themselves, right? And, and not necessarily, but that, that tends to be the case a lot of the time. So um, take your time when you guys are out there interviewing agents, lenders, and make sure they fully understand what it is you're looking for and they understand your intent and they're willing to work for it because that agent, like you said, put in so many offers a couple months later, they're like, oh, I feel bad, y'all. <laughs> like, yeah. Just make sure that they're willing to put in that work. Uh, but well, it's they, have to know, they have to know what they're doing. And I, from what I learned um, from you guys, I believe from what I learned, it's like they have to, they could also, they can either own a, a, a not a multi, but they can be a real estate investor as well. Because you, you want to interview them to ask them, do you guys, do you have any properties of your own? So at least they know what they're doing because from what I, I've seen and heard, it's like a lot of agents just get in there, get their foot in the door and just want to make a sale regardless yeah. of what they, and they don't know what cash flow is. They just want to, they, they just want to sell you anything regardless of if you profit. Cause I, I know certain, some, one of the agents we were dealing with owned something and it just, it were, they were, from what the numbers I heard, it just didn't sound like a cash flow. So I just, you're just, you're just buying to buy rather than actually buying to leave a legacy or something like yep. that. And, and that's a really good point. Cause you got to think about what is an agent? How does an agent get paid? An agent literally only gets a check when everybody closes. So all that, those months of working with somebody is essentially free until it closes. So most agents say, Oh, okay. You want a rental property? Yeah. Uh, yep. That'll work. At this point, yeah, it's got it's got a door and it's got a roof. Yeah, let's go. Come on, close on. Exactly. It, it can be goes. rented. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like a cardboard box it like can. that. Put a dollar sign. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, and it's oh, for sure. And this, I mean, this is coming from both of us. Both of us are actual licensed agents, right? And and we both know, and we both tell everyone as as much as possible. All realtors aren't built the same, right? So, and just like you said, you experienced that firsthand, right? Um, But I absolutely love you guys' perseverance, right? And I I think that speaks to, you know, uh, so much to you guys as a couple and also just your, your mentality. I mean, just really think about that for a second. If you need to rewind the last 15 minutes or so. I mean, we're talking about right now, we're in a COVID seller's market, right? We're in a post-COVID seller's market, right? This is probably one of the, the best seller market that at least I've been alive for, right? Um, over 50 offers, uh, six agents, went through six agents, went through six lenders, um, went through uh, having the, the, the credit issues, right? And, and still continuing to persevere. Several agents tried to push you, hey, just, you know, get this. Several people telling you no, telling you no, telling you no. And then this entire time you guys continue to persevere. You already, you have, you're very, very intentional and focused on what you want and you continue to push forward. Hey man, that's what it takes. That's literally what it takes. Sometimes all, I mean, with, some, the, all with the newborn and being brand new to the military too. A big transition across I, the across the country. That's I didn't Seriously. even I didn't even get to that one because Seriously. like most people, you know would fold seriously there's so many people out there that would just fold i mean if you if you look at your your um your situation and your story as a collector they should write a book on you guys or something right like (laughs) we're talking about brand new to the army two two little ones right and and you guys are persevering and and you guys are kicking ass and taking names to be honest right like that's 
I, I just love that story and I love what you guys have done. Um, I like to go ahead and, you know, kind of start getting into the little bit of the numbers as well. So, so we can see what this, how this broke down. Cause we heard about the struggles, right? Let's hear about a little bit of that, the success and, and what that is doing for you as a family and how you guys seem, how you guys um, plan to, you know, continue moving this forward and how you plan to leave this legacy behind for your two little ones. Numbers. Numbers. <laughs> so we, so once we got officially into this one, we, the, it went into the market for 185,000. Obviously we needed to do over asking price. We gave 200. Um, we, our offer was 200,000. Um, we put in six, we said we would put 6,000 down payment. Uh, we would cover our closing costs and uh, we did 2000 earnest money and 200 option. So that's really what was getting people's attention at that time in Colleen and probably still till now. So that's when we got our um, offer accepted. Uh, and from there, we, we started getting a little bit nervous because we're like, we hope it appraises at that, you know, because with the VA loan, um, we were hearing that sometimes it was it wouldn't appraise at the time. And then that was a whole nother struggle. So we kept doing research in case it didn't appraise because we were really, we really wanted this, this, this property. So we were like, if it doesn't appraise, this is how we're going to do it. This is, this is how we're going to confront that. Um, so that's how we got our offer accepted. Then um, we went, so at the time we were VA Veterans United and we had a 3.75. Yeah. Interest rate. 3. It, was, it started 10. off at 2.5. And yeah. so when this is before she got included, added to the, the, the loan, the loan, um, I got approved for 2.5. And since the market started going or the interest, the interest started rising at some point. So once I had the the first time I did it, I already I did it by myself. So it had been what a three plus months. So they had to re um we pull our credit. Yeah, they had to pull our credit again. So by that time the interest was now at that 3.5 or so. Yeah, it was like at 3.5. So we were like, no, we're going somewhere else. We need a better interest rate. Um so we went to another we went to another uh lender, a local lender actually we went to a local lender and they weren't trying they they also kind of gave us three but they were having us pay a little bit too much to try they were having us pay a little bit but yeah to do it we were willing to do that but not to, to the amount that they were doing i mean they were telling us to bring it down to a 2.7 we had to bring like 6k and we were like no mm. we, we're not we're not doing that like we're willing to pay for points but not that much um and then we did he was doing his research he was like let's do pen fed <laughs> but before we get i'm sorry before we get to the pen fed we so our offer got accepted mm. and um, we have a short timeline of getting things done with the appraisals and so on. So we've kind of, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're now under contract and but we're, then again, we're still trying to get our interest lowered <laughs> and then it goes yeah. to PenFed. Yeah. So like I said, we change, people don't recommend it, but we said, no, we want a better rate and we're going to do it. And because they kept saying that that's going to uh, make our closing day even longer. longer. Yep. Um, but thankfully we were on crunch time and we, because we had our baby that was going to be born in June, we, and I was going to travel outside of Texas. I was going to come back to Maryland. We said by May, this needs to be done because I need to be there signing and everything. But we, we still took the risk. We took that risk and we said, we're going to get our, our better rate and it's going to work out. You know, we were nervous a couple of times, like, oh, but it worked out. So we went from, 
pen, so pen fed, I think at first they offered us 2.5, I think it was. Um, we bought it down a little bit and we went to 2.25 interest rate. Um, so, and that was really with very little, um, I think we paid down 1200, maybe 1200 with points. Yeah. That's really what we paid to bring it down to that. So we went from getting a 3.75 to 2.25 with PenFed. Oh. And what was the purchase price of the duplex too? 200,000. 200,000. Yeah. 200, okay. Yeah. 200,000. And we put six grand down, mm -hmm. um, at that time. So we so yeah so we once we got that we also so the the biggest thing that really um attracted us to penfed as well even though we uh it was this it's called this dream makers uh grant grant that is for uh, military personnel and the thing that attracted us from that too was that we didn't have to be with a specific lender and they gave us 5k up to 5,000 and it's like a matching thing so if you put down 2,500 or you put 2,500 for closing costs they match it so they give you five grand um so up to five grand and it doesn't have to be with a specific lender you don't even have to go through PenFed um to happen um and really the local lender that we're at we were we had already said we were going to go with that grant but the local lender was like we don't work with that even though I, I was very discouraged about that because I was like, you could work with it, but whatever. It's okay. We went another way. Um, and so, yeah, so we got that grant and we thought even better because now we're going through PenFest. So it's going to be even easier to get that grant. Um, so that was attractive to us. We had that grant. And after, I want to say, so once we got that 2.5, really after that, it was just a lot of like back and forth with our loan officer and our loan processor, um, which we felt sh they were just delaying things a bunch of times. Like, like, why didn't you tell us this two weeks ago that we could have, you know, done this? Um, you know, we just, I kept feeling like they just, things just kept popping up last minute. Oh, income verification. Oh, this, mm -hmm. that, oh, this needs to happen. I was like, you could have told us this all at once. We're like, I was getting nervous <laughs> because I'm like, I need this to close. You want this to close. Um, but we, we, we thankfully, um, we did have good people that like were at least on it. Yeah. Um, we, I want to say by the 30th, I think we had the clear to close at first. Oh yeah. And it didn't work out because again, another delay because they, I think it was paperwork. It's just paperwork. So, um, so you know, the most, the most frustrating part about that is no matter how many deals you do, that will always be the case. If it ever goes through, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. It's, it's, it's super frustrating, but you're, if you ever have a deal go straight through with no hiccups, that's the rarity. That's the rare. That's like, oh, wow, that just happened <laughs> because it, it never does. It never does. So let's, let's, let's uh, dive into the numbers just a little bit. So what is your monthly uh, mortgage or your pity payment? What is your pity payment currently on the house? 1150 1150 and then what do you rent the other side for currently what, what is it running out for so Seven. they already we we came in with some tenants in there so mm -hmm. okay right now, the market um of course they've been there for a long time so they've been paying 695 okay but um based on rentometer the average rent for a three bed two bath is a thousand so nice of course, once the lease, once it's time to renew, we're definitely going to bring that up. So we're yeah. just getting them, you know, having them settled. But it, it could rent up to a thousand one hundred based on our market. But for now, we're just going to, you know, slow it down and until it's 
gets up to that amount. Because even then, even then you guys have a $200,000 property where your obligation out of your pocket is roughly about 400 bucks, give or take, if I could do the, you know, the math pretty quickly. But uh, so that's still, that's still good. Right. And now, right. That's the power of house hacking. You don't always have to cash flow. All you're really doing is reducing your monthly obligation in rent. So that's a beautiful thing. And now once you get to raise it up to market rent, you can almost completely negate it or actually make some money. That's powerful. That's extremely powerful. I love and it. That's than what we paid at our apartment right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, and that's down our mortgage. So that exactly just paying the principal down. You know, yeah. that's that's the win right now because you guys hit the the uh, the trifecta or maybe even the quadfecta, right? Like where where you are, you are, you're not cash flowing, right? But you're you're reducing your monthly obligation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're pocketing all of your BAH, right? Mm-hmm. You are obviously you you've you're saving money because what you would be renting that would be costing you money, right? And then you're paying down your mortgage and obviously tax tax implications there as well. So I mean, you guys are just winning all around the what's what's five penta factor (laughs) i'm I'm making up words right now but i'm talking about so how what i mean how has that felt i mean i know you guys got to be walk us through your feelings now that it's actually closed you're actually living it you know that you can increase rents to market rents and then only pay 100 bucks plus pocket your your bh like what, what is that doing for you Woo! i i let me just say this so we closed may 12th I had to leave for Maryland a week later. <laughs> so I only spent a week in that home and I, and well, it was actually, a actually it was a day. A night. <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't, you know, we, um, by the time we had to move and everything, it, I had to come back because we had just had so many other things um, happening. Um, but we, it's, it just still feels unreal because I only spent one day there. <laughs> in the home but i i it, it still feels unreal that we're getting that income in every month um yeah. even though we're here right now so for him i think you spent maybe because he had also come maybe a month yeah I, I spent the month in there and it's way bigger than the apartment i was living in and mm-hmm. and on the funny thing is i'm paying way less than what i'm paying so it, it, it's a it, it's too good to be true right now mm-hmm. but then again it's not you know because i have a lot more room and also working with a property manager, he's very um, hands-on. He he asks a lot, he wants us to ask him so many questions because mm-hmm. also we didn't want to um, let the tenants know we're the owners just for the simple fact we didn't want that two a.m. knock on your door saying mm-hmm. yeah we need this repair. Mm-hmm. So he's been telling us some hacks. If if the tenants catch you doing something having or doing something where it's like, how are you able to get that? He was like, just tell them the property manager, I, I wrote a letter to the property manager and they approved it. So we can make it look like, yeah, we're still another tenant. Yeah. So it seems, it, it's honestly amazing because I never thought I will be where we're at right now, but just getting that first of the month income and just saving it and not actually spending it just, it's amazing to us right now. So, so let me ask you, I mean, this is a this is a huge accomplishment, but is this the end for you guys or is this just the beginning? Like, where do you see yourselves going from here when it comes to real estate? You're just touching the surface. This is the beginning. <laughs> this is the calm before the storm. <laughs> long, 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 
term, we want to go into commercial strip. That was my always my biggest vision. Even when he was um, in in basic, I would write letters to him. And this was even before he even talked about multifamily or anything like that. I said, you know what? I vision us having a strip and like, because his sister is into makeup, is a, into fashion. Like she could have one one place here. My father's an electrician. My brother's a, a master electrician. They could have their place here. So I always visioned like, in a way, real estate, right? But that's still my vision. I wanna, I wanna like have commercial, but also like strip doing strip stuff and putting my family into something like that to our family. Um, I used that. to have to strip to get through college. What about you, Clint? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I, I figured on that one though. It's it's something like owning businesses, like owning properties, and having your family kind of, you know, uh, it's a way to still bring your family together, still support your family, like in a way, you know what I'm saying, but still bring in income, still have that asset of protection, still have that tax uh, uh, protection, and all this other stuff. So I always love real estate for that. Um, And then, and what about you, Clint? Same thing. You see yourself doing commercial too, like. What, what, what do you see for um, the family, I guess, with, with real estate? Um, we're trying to next year, hopefully get into a quad, you know? So yep, from the yep. quad go into, um, of course, commercial, but we keep trying to go on Instagram. I see um, the steps, although it seems too good to be true again, but we made it out. We got a duplex, mm-hmm. which that from then it seemed too good to be true. So mm-hmm. we're trying to go up the ladder from, duplex quad commercial and strip or or owning a whole apart a, a whole apartment complex so yeah i'm i'm just thinking big every time yeah we're already uh, looking for our next property because we you see how long it took for the other one yep, so we- yep. <laughs> the same agent i told him don't stop um sending the properties although we're waiting for that one year mark i set mm-hmm. a calendar reminder for mm-hmm. that one year to hit but have um, three months as we're approaching that, uh, we're we're going to start making offers by that time, so that when it comes down to closing, it fits that mark, so we can. Or if I get deployed, even better, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So how how have you? How has um? I assume that you've you've told your family and every and everyone, also your friends and also your fellow fellow service members about like, hey, I own a duplex now. This is what we did. You know, how has that um, how has that message been received? Basically, I don't think they still understand it. They it, it's, the it sounds <laughs> good. It sounds good, but I don't think they they still understand it. I've tried so much to break <laughs> it down. Just as much as I can, I've, I've sent them YouTube video. I've even sent some of um, the military cash flow videos. Some of them get it. I, I have a friend right now. He's he right now. He's just saving up. I told him to save up, fix your credit. So he's he's on the right path. But a lot of people don't understand it because I feel like right now, a lot of with COVID, a lot of people are, are trapped with survival mode. You know, they're mentally they're, they're stuck in survival mode. I'm not trying to step outside of what I have. That income, I gotta pay the bills, which is I we were in the same situation, but you can at least put some side money to see what you could do. And but to answer your question, a lot of people it, it still hasn't hit them, you know, until if I show them the, the checks coming in, maybe they'll get it, but you know. <laughs> it's still it's still it is it, they can't they don't get the vision, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and we you know it's it's frustrating a lot because uh, people would you'll find this too. Once you guys start having success uh, in many different factors, and I'm sure you've already seen it and you try to tell not only friends, but family, 
and family doesn't get it, it, it becomes frustrating because you just want to like, you want to be like, just get it, just do it, <laughs> right? But ultimately what, what we realize is we can't, what is it? You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink type of thing. Yes. You cannot force people to see the light or to do the, these things. So the best thing that you can do is just continue to take action. And when it comes to the point where you do have that strip center that you own and it's yours, and now you can say, you know what, family, friends, I'm going to give you the opportunity to be successful by giving you this space to now run a business out of or something like that, right? And, and it's by offering those opportunities through the financial abundance that you create. And if you guys just keep rolling with that, man, it, it, it just takes all the stress off your shoulders. <laughs> but uh, on that note, so uh, if you are reaching out to other veterans, young families, right, just now starting their military careers and starting their real estate journey, what is one piece of advice that you all would offer them? Honestly, um, the first step is to build your credit because I know a lot of people still getting cars with 20% APR, you know, build your credit um, however you can and, and start saving, you know, put some money to the side. I know we got the TSP, but like at least put no matter any, even if it's 50 to 100 to 500, put, save, build your credit and save money because I didn't think I was going to be able to do this. I, we jumped into the, doing this with depth and somehow cleared it out, you know, and made it out. So just save up, build your credit and, and stay focused. Like don't, don't listen to outsiders because a lot of us on, we were this close to buying a house and just settling. We found a great house, trust me, but just, we backed out of that and things got better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much don't let anybody, you know, don't let the outside world get into your head because there was so many times that we could have let the outside world tell us, go into single family or go do this, go do that. But we didn't and we stuck to it. And now we're here. Had we listened to them? Had we even listened to the real estate agents that didn't work with us, you know, because they're supposed to be the experts here. And we didn't even listen to those experts, right? So just Find it in your heart to know exactly what you want. Be intentional. Be very intentional um, in what you want, and and just go through it. Stick through it. Yeah. And um, for them, they need to go to because not only did you guys help me, but I was able to through bigger pockets find a local meetup there where I I, I connected with like minded people. Because if we did this on our own, mm-hmm. we would have we would have not gotten as far as we did because we found people actually doing what we were trying to do and and more. So by seeing them, we kind of just, the energy just made us want to become like them. And we're, we're slowly trying to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, finding like-minded individuals is a, is a huge, is a huge one. We asked for one piece of advice, man. You guys gave us like 20, 20 gems, <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, you're, good. you're good, but no, those are all great pieces of advice. Um, definitely follow, you know, be focused, be intentional, right? Um, persevere, continue to persevere, um, save your money, uh, build your credit, right? And then also uh, go find like-minded individuals to uh, to network with. All phenomenal pieces of advice. Definitely some things that you guys, uh, if you're listening to this and you're, you're trying to do the same thing, you might be in a similar position and you might be want to get on, you might want to get on the path to building your own family wealth, right? definitely use those pieces of advices and, uh, and continue to do that or, or start to do that. 
Um, with that said, how can uh, the Military Cash Flow family get in contact with you if they have any questions or if they just want to find out more about your journey? Um, I'm I'm solely on Instagram. I don't re- I don't really like social media like that, but I, I'm on Instagram just to, for family members. So you can find me at kid underscore underscore ninety two, and she's the Facebook person. So you can she's on the Military Cash Flow. Yeah, I'm on the Military Cash Flow. Um, group facebook group um but you can find me on facebook uh liz moore so l-i-z-m-u-a you can find me on there um instagram i my tag is a little it's (laughs) b-a-b-y-y-g-e-e underscore (laughs) you got that unprofessional tag Got it. And as always, guys, we're going to have all that information in the show notes. Uh, so be sure to reach out to them. If you just want to hear more about their journey, just follow along, because I know I'm very interested to see what's coming next for you guys as well. Uh, but we greatly appreciate you guys taking time out on this is a Sunday morning, right? A yeah. Sunday morning. And you guys are taking the time uh, to share your story, right? And give back to the community. So thank you both uh, for coming on. No, we truly appreciate you guys for having us on there. We're very humble. Um, We're still a student. We're never going to let our journey um, give us the big head. We're still Mm -hmm. learning. Like, I'm still in um, military cash flow comments, just commenting (laughs) and everything. So I'm still there. (laughs) I'm always going to watch the video. So I appreciate you for having us on the show. Absolutely. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate that. Um, hey, if you're watching this on YouTube and, and you're liking what's getting put out right now, please do us a favor. Hit that notification bell. Hit the like button. Leave us a comment. If you got a question for Liz and Clinton, uh, they might be able to answer uh, answer something for you. I mean, you heard their whole entire story, so they have a wealth of knowledge and it's fresh right now. And so um, if you have that, if you have those questions, be sure to go ahead and ask. Um, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on podcast, please leave us a review. We really appreciate those. And then uh, come join the Facebook group. You just heard Liz say she's she's already in the Facebook group and she's going to be answering some questions, I assume, if if anyone has them there. So uh, please do that. I, I'd ask something from you guys. If you guys can do us a favor, send us a picture of you guys in front of the new duplex and like post it on the post it on the Facebook group, man. T- share your success story because this one's this video is probably not going to be out for about uh, maybe a month or so. So. Uh, do us a favor and, and, and post that. We'd really appreciate it. But other than that, uh, this is Dan. And Mike Glasby. Signing off.